0: Welcome to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there is anything in this message that you would like to talk about further, please go to our website www.cofcpenrith.org. That's www.cofcpenrith.org. Good morning church. I just want to go I want to let you
1: guys know that this is a uh, a very relaxed uh, morning, uh, celebrating uh, women in our, in our congregation, in our lives. So, first of all, I just want to introduce everyone that's going to be joining us this morning. Uh, and the first one that I want to introduce this morning is Pat.
2: Hi, everybody. Uh, for those that don't know me, my name is Pat Donnelly. I've been in the church since I was first married. My husband brought me here as a young bride. Um, and that's 56, nearly 57 years ago. Um, and uh, I have three children, three grandchildren who are adult grandchildren now and, um, and I gave my life to the Lord when I was 14 years old.
1: Fantastic, thanks Pat. I'm looking forward to seeing what's uh, going to come from this, um, from your experiences in there. The uh, next person I'm going to be um, introducing is Judy.
0: Hi, I'm Judy, and I've been at church, this church, for seven years. I have three adult children and children, and I gave my life to the Lord when I was 30, I think. 30, yeah.
1: Fantastic. Awesome. So a lot of experience there, which is awesome. Uh, Next person I'm going to uh, introduce this morning is Leanne.
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Leanne. Um, I've been coming to Penrith Church of Christ for generally about 30 years, a long time. I've got four children. Um, they're going to shoot me, but, you know, 27, 25, 24, and about 20-ish. Um, and I was 15 when I gave my life to Christ, and I actually, it wasn't long after that before I started coming to Penrith. Fantastic,
1: fantastic. All right, the last person that I want to introduce this morning is Naomi.
4: Hello. Um, I have lived in Penrith my whole life. I was born at the Penrith Hospital. I've been at Penrith Church of Christ for about six years. And I have two boys who are four and seven. And I was um, was about 15 when I gave my life to Jesus. This
1: is awesome. So we have four wonderful women of of God here who's going to be speaking into... um, what it is like being a woman, not just in this day and age, but how it is through the struggles, through, through um, the highs and the lows of, of parenting um, and what they may have gone through uh, in, in where they are today. Uh, even though they may not have uh, got everything right, uh, this, is, this, this, this morning is, is going to help us generate a discussion and open up our eyes to something that may not um, always seem rosy. Um, but what we see is that it is fantastic. So let me pray first and then I'm going to ask my first question and then we'll see where uh, where the Spirit leads us. Lord, I just thank you for these wonderful women. I thank you that, uh, that they have the willingness to be able to step into this uh, I pray for your spirit to be able to be led before them as they uh, create this discussion about their experiences, but about you in their lives as well. Lord, I pray that you be with them as we uh, explore this, uh, this new initiative, even though we can't be together, uh, through the screens, and uh, through this, this interview process. Lord, I thank your presence, just to be evident in Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right. So the first question, and whoever wants to take off can take off as much as they want. Uh, the first question this morning is: In your own experiences, what has it been like for you raising children as women in this day compared to the way that you were raised by your mother? Well, I find that, as
2: I've said before, that a very hard question to answer because. I really spanned two two generations, Um, so I'm way behind today's um, generation in that sense because back in the day that I raised my children, I didn't have to deal with a lot of things that parents today have to deal with. For instance, there was no drugs when I raised my children and there were very defined lines between uh, the world and Christian values and the way of living. And from my perspective today, I feel that that line has blurred in this generation. Back when I was raising my children, it was very evident from the word of God in particular that there was no sex before marriage. Uh, Adultery was very rare. Alcohol wasn't a highlight in people's life. And the things that we see on TVs and movies today, which this is where the line is blurred again in so many ways, were not around when I raised
0: my children. Anybody else got a comment? Yeah, I must have been, like, almost a generation after you because um, when I had my kids, it was... I knew nothing. I didn't know how to be a mother. Um, I just really didn't know anything about raising children. and, And I do remember that there was alcohol around, um, I had no idea if there was drugs or anything um but compared to how I was raised, it was uh, I was raised with a um what do you call it a an iron fist <laughs> like it, it was just children should be seen and not heard, and that was that generation, so you know we made sure that um our children were heard and um, you know, and told them we love them, which didn't happen in, you know, when I was growing up. Um, and so I guess, like I said, I'm a little bit past your generation, but stuck between maybe Leanne's generation and, and your generation, Pat. So, yes. um, yeah, I, I know a lot more now by being a grandmother and I, I, feel that I've got it a little bit more right with my grandchildren than I did with my children. So I just I,
2: I can sort of confer with that too because I wasn't brought up in a Christian home and mm. I had no idea how to be a parent. It was mm. the shock of my life when my when Janelle arrived and she was I was left in charge of her. I didn't know what to do or how to handle it. So It was um, learn-as-you-go type of thing, and there were certainly a lot of mistakes made. And I often sort of say, if I can only go back then what I know now, it would be a whole Mm -hmm. different thing. But of course we can't do that,
4: can we? No.
3: And I've got to say that um, children, I mean, um, I'm a midwife, I work with women having babies every day, and um, it's still the same, that lack of a um a rule book that lack of um idea they're all it's still the same nothing's changed everybody goes home with um their first baby and they've got no idea and it is it's it's just doing your best with what you have i think mm. i um i am between you pat and you Judy a little bit where um you know my my mum um worked full time when we were little um and she was always busy, always busy. We had to, we got uh, lunches brought through the canteen, and um, um, I was always wishing I had the home cooked stuff. Um, she was always busy; at for school things and couldn't come to um, the different things that parents normally came to at school. And I, I felt cheated. But other people were actually envious of me that I got to buy my lunch, and you know. <laughs> um, so I guess in a way, um, I. I work full time, I've been accused and I know I've been busy and put work before life before. It, the work life balance is really difficult. Um, and getting it right, particularly you know how we were raised, what we want to do ourselves as parents, work life balance, it can be really, really, really tough. and mm-hmm. I think we all there's no right, so we all do get it wrong, but its not there's no right, but it's just trying to get the balance in in balance. And, um, and doing the best with what we have at the time. Mm. What about
4: you, Naomi? I feel like these days there is sort of... There is a lot more information out there, um, but a lot of it is also conflicting information. Yeah. Um, like, there's all the different styles of parenting now, and you're trying to really... Um, Look through all of that information and try and work out what is the right thing to do. Um, and it really takes wisdom to know what what is accurate when you're reading, and and also just know um, what to take and apply to your family, because everybody's families are different. Every mother and baby relationship is different. So I think it takes a lot to um, really read all of that information that you find online and be able to apply it to yourself. Uh, it's interesting that you guys were saying that you like, didn't know what to do and had no information. I feel like there's an overload of information. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> that is true, though, Naomi. I would say that there is an overload of information and, that, and that's where we come into you know today's, today's issues of social media and the internet access. There is a wealth of information, some good, some professional, some just people's opinions and people, you know, in every situation, it can just be very overwhelming and very conflicting. So what is good can also be bad, hey?
2: I think that from from my bringing up my children, for instance, I had no guidelines, I had no, no example to fall back on because I wasn't in a Christian home and um, it was very dysfunctional. Um, But one thing I knew that I loved my children and I really wanted the best for them. I just didn't know how to do it at the time. Mm -hmm. So there were... But I remember one day when I was talking to the Lord about it and feeling so guilty that I couldn't be like other people's mothers because I didn't know how to be like that. Um, And I sensed the Lord saying that you did the best that you could with the knowledge that you had. And uh, and I think that's true for a lot of us who are sincere in our, in our love for Jesus and our love for our children. Um, and uh, one of the things that I believe he doesn't want us to have is to live on guilt. Um, and uh, and when I sense the Lord saying that that guilt was taken away, still doesn't mean that there are times when I look back and think, oh, I should have said something there, I shouldn't have done that, you know. Um, and I'm very grateful to God that my children um, have turned out as good as they have, because I often think it's God's doing, not mine.
1: Well, this is a, this is a really fruitful uh, discussion that's happening at the moment, and I I hate to interject, but um, but I want to ask the next question to, to see where this one goes. Is that the second question that I had this morning was as a Christian woman. How has that influenced the way you approach parenting and also the way that you live your life?
2: Oh, well, I'll start again. (laughs) I was around about um, 40 years old um, and I had a life-changing encounter with the Holy Spirit. And in that, I went from having a knowledge of God and his word to having a heart relationship with him. And that really affected how I dealt with my children because by then they were in their teenage years. Um, and, uh, and so little by little I found that as I changed, they changed. So I, I sort of sensed that it was God's doing in working in and through me, changing me, and then I had a different attitude and approach not only to my children, but to my husband as well. Um, And uh, even though I sort of still still sometimes have a lot of guilt and remorse, I'm very grateful to God that I really met him when I was 40 years old. Um, And uh, even though I had been a church attendant all my teenage years, went to Bible studies, knew the Bible really well, but it was all up in my head. And when I had that encounter with the Holy Spirit in my 40s, it turned my life around, and I am so grateful to God for that.
0: Yeah, I was um, 30 when I became a Christian, so that was when my youngest was 12 months old. So even just to bring up my children um, as a Christian... My Christian life was sort of like my mother life where I didn't know what to do. Like I had no idea of how to follow Jesus and and what to do. So there was a lot of trial and error, the same as being a mum. And I, I'm not sure if that was uh, good or bad for my kids, but... Um, they're all great kids, and uh, yeah, I I don't think I've gone terribly wrong, um, but it was it was hard to put the Christian life, uh, the things of the Christian life, in at home because my husband wasn't a Christian. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's just all trial and error for me, anyway.
3: Um, for me, um. I was not brought up in a Christian home either and um, having found Jesus in my you know, my teens, um, I had a bit of a gist. I just knew I wanted to be a bit different um, as a parent. My parents loved me and I had everything that I could possibly want or could do, um, but I really just wanted a good relationship with them and um, I didn't feel I had that. That was just my perception. Percept- Perception um and so the thing that really was important to me as to do as a parent was to love unconditionally, mm-hmm. tell the kids that they were loved, hug them tight, um reassure them that no matter what they did, I would never stop loving them. I might hate their behavior <laughs> <laughs> um, and struggle and still struggle with that sometimes, but they were always loved, and so my faith really underpinned that that was a big thing for me it underpinned that. I wanted to display, like, good compassion and empathy, um, you know, because, like I think Pat and Judy were saying, our parents came from that era where there was punishment and it was harsh and, you know, it was there was just no... I felt like I was never heard. I felt like they may have been justified in my punishment, but if they'd have explained to dumb old me why it was such a big drama that I did or I said or whatever... It, it, it just I, I just feel that communications everything and again I absolutely do not get this I do not do this well it's my intention to do it well and I fail every day but I just do the best I can just trying to love them and love them with God's love I am
4: um, I think that the influence of our our words and our actions and our attitudes, um, impact our kids so much. Mm-hmm. It basically turns them from, into who they're going to be. Um, and that can be a positive or a negative thing, depending on the um, where we come from. And I think being Christian is so um, important to for our kids in their growing up, um, that we can model across, across love to them. We can be patient, we can be kind, like Leanne said, have unconditional love. We can be forgiving, we can trust them. And I really think that this is, um, in my opinion, the best way that um, I can bring up my kids.
2: I've been blessed in the sense that I not only had the three children, but I now have four um, adult grandchildren. And all the things that you've been talking about, I have tried really hard to give them what I wasn't giving my children when they were younger, and uh, and so I make sure that uh, to the best of my ability, and of course they're getting older, so they don't necessarily like being squeezed to death, um, etc. But um, always let them know how precious they are and how much we love them, um, and uh, and it, it's an unconditional love, um, and uh, and never let let a week go by uh, to the best of my ability that I do not let them know individually and collectively um, that they are loved unconditionally. And uh, even though in their adult years they are making their own choices and some of them are not as I would have hoped for, um, I still love them. And uh, that does not change and uh, emotional love will never change. Mm.
1: So this is off the question thing ladies but um, this is coming off the back of just the generated discussion um, it seems like your kids all your, all your children are completely different they're individual in in their in their ways and everything like that did that um, that change the way you approached each of them and how did that how did that um, how did that help or, or defer being a Christian in the way that you approached each of them in Uh, for their own different personalities.
0: It changed. (laughs) Um, I have to, well, I don't have to, but I learned how to relate to my three differently um, to each other. Um, And it took a little while to do that because they're all individuals, they're not the same. Uh, Sons are different to daughters, daughters are different to sons. Um, And I I, um, actually treat my grandchildren the same. I've had to work out the way of um, relating to them for their own um, personality and character and that. So it's not just one size fits all, it's you know you have to see what shape the mold is and and just do it from that yeah
3: mm. and it's mm. hard really really hard because what you may have tried with one and and it works beautifully may not work with another mm. and yet, they're the same genetics. They're, they're growing up in the same situation, environment and things, but they're just so different. It's uh, Whoever can solve that question with ease will make lots of money. Yes, I think they will actually. <laughs> I know I
2: often used to say, I can't understand why they're like that. They're all brought up in the same home. But anyway, there you go. Can I just add something to that? Um, because I didn't really have an encounter with God in a personal relationship until I was in my 40s. My my children were growing into their late teenage years, so to speak, and one day I felt led by God to put on paper uh, for them um, how I felt about each one of them. And I had written them all a letter, uh, which was about 10 years ago now, and just told them how much I loved them, how proud I was of them, and uh, what I wanted to give to them. It wasn't a long letter, less than a full scat page, but they were all given one. And I remember my son, who lives in South Australia, and I also asked for forgiveness for the failures that I had made, etc. And uh, and he rang me from South Australia and said, I've got your letter, Mum. He said, but I don't remember any of those
0: things that you... <laughs> <laughs> and
2: I thought, I've been beating myself up all these years. <laughs> And this is what I got, which was such a blessing. I just cried. And, um, yeah, And I, actually I'm thinking it's that long since I've written those letters. So I probably need to do an updated one and do it for the grandchildren because I said to them, when I'm not here, I want you to remember. And then I went on to sort of talk about how much I love them and how proud mm-hmm. I was. Just a little tip. <laughs> Lovely.
1: Naomi, mean, your, your two are, um, are still young, like very young um, but they've still got two totally different personalities is it uh, different for you how you approach a parent um, being
4: so young? Um, yes you have to like you know know each of them and know how to relate to each of them each of them have their own interests and their own needs as well um, because they're both they both have like little bits of me and my husband's um, personalities in them, and it's really cute to watch that grow out of them as well. Um, yeah. Elijah's a bit more like his father in the morning, he's always bright and bubbly, and Noah's a bit more like me, he needs a bit more time
0: to wake up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So the, the other question that generated out of uh, just that little bit of discussion there before I go on to the next question is that, did any of you ladies have anybody come alongside you during these times?
3: Can I? am quick to answer that one. My beautiful mother-in-law, Valda. She, as a Christian woman, who um, had a strong faith, and and she just came alongside me that whole time of parenting. Spoke Christ into me. I can remember going to church and then being out of church the whole church because the kids were crying and thinking, "Why do I bother?" And she said, God knows your heart, love. God knows your heart. I just, I owe a lot to her. My mum's been amazing. My own mother has been amazing. But just from a Christian point of view, um, she's a big one. She's a real big standout. Mm
2: -hmm. Now, I didn't have anybody, unfortunately, um, in those years. Um, So, uh, in a sense, my children missed out. Um, But, on the other hand... I did have in latter years a couple of close friends that uh, we really grew together in the Lord. They're not in our church anymore, they moved away. Um, But I think it's lovely if you can find someone who can get alongside of you, an older person preferably that's been there and done that, and you can see that they're walking with the Lord um, to allow them into your life and feed into you um, all of the experiences that they've had. 'Cause after all, especially at my age, I've been there and done that. So <laughs> um yes, I think it it's good if you can get somebody alongside of you. And I yeah. agree with you about Valda.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Judy. That's all right. Um, yeah, I had my mum. Um the only problem was she passed down all the all the wrong things she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> like putting Brandy in the milk bottle to help them sleep. You know, um, I didn't know. Did <laughs> That's they <see> well. <laughs> <what this is. laughs> um, probably shouldn't have said that. Um, but yeah, she was probably just as naive as me, I guess. But um, she she was a good mum, and she was, um, you know, she she showed us. Um she gave us the the um what do you call it that um taught us how to live, like gave us knowledge on how to live and that so yeah. But for babies, nah. <laughs> I don't like brandy. <laughs>
3: I've also found um what's been a real blessing for me, is often there's been people in my life at certain seasons that might be slightly older than me or slightly younger than me, and I'm thinking of Holly, Adam's wife. You know, she's been there. When my kids are frustrated with me and they don't understand me, they turn to her and she gives them wise counsel. She's, she's befriended them. She's mentoring them. Um, even Adam's mother at times has been a mentor to me and spoken into my life as a parent and um, I love this intergenerational thing and I think we've all got something to offer. And if God um, gives us an opportunity to speak into another mother's mother's heart, then we should be um, watchful for that and we should take it with both hands because you mm. could just save your life that day. Mm.
2: Well said, Leanne.
3: Yeah.
1: So we'll move on to the next... Um... The next question. So the next question is: What are your thoughts? And, and you don't um, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But what are your thoughts, if any, uh, in regards to the influential people, um, the influential women, I should say, in the Bible, and relating to your personal journey in life? Did they give you guys inspiration uh, in some of the hard times, or when you've read something, you just got hang on, I can relate to that.
2: Well, um, I had a little thought about that and two ladies came to mind, both in the Old Testament. One was Deborah and the other one was Esther. And really, in my mind and my way of thinking, I thought they really fed into my heart and spirit how important it is to be able to see what's around you. Um, I think it was in Esther, Chapter 4, where her uncle said to her, That you've been placed in your situation for such a time as this. And that's what echoes in my mind, for such a time as this. And Deborah was um, famous in a sense um, for such a time as this where she was able to lead um, the children of Israel in an army and defeat the enemy. Esther was obedient to uh, what was asked of her uh, in being brave and going to the king and ended up saving the children of Israel. And I think, you know, women today, uh, as Christian women, we are placed where we're placed for such a time as this. We might not necessarily know exactly what it is, but we need to be strong in our faith and obedient in what God has called us to without worrying about all the fringe bits that go with it, like fear or doubt or worry or anxiety or saying oh, I'm not good enough, or I couldn't possibly do that. So for me, Deborah and Esther have been really good examples
0: for me. They were my two, Pat. Were they? Yeah, I love Deborah. I love love how she took on the leadership of the man, men that wouldn't. Yes. <laughs> and I love the nailing of the ear to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Judy. They're they're totally sort of at different ends of the spectrum, aren't they? The the two women there, and I can't add any more than that um, to what you said, Pat. They're just great influences.
4: My influential women um, are Naomi and Ruth. Their story was also my nana's favourite passage of the Bible, and um, this is going to be our first Mother's Day without her. Mm -hmm. Um, But their story is um, just such a great example of such a strong, loyal, loving relationship within a family unit. They both... um, They showed faithful love and devotion to each other, and then were stronger because of it. That's beautiful. Good. Mm.
3: Uh, I had Esther come to mind just for such a time as this. Um, it just shows us the importance of being obedient to God, um, despite all the evidence or the worldly, you know, the worldly um, re- reflections saying, "Don't do it, don't do it." If mm. God calls you to do something, sometimes you've just got to stand up, even though you don't know the outcome, and be brave and trust that He wants just the best for us. Mm. That's good.
1: So today is celebrating uh, you guys as, as, as parents, as, as mums, but it's also celebrating you guys as women as well. So one of the things, one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, if you, any of you guys had any answers to this, would be is what are some of the experiences in your life, whether it had to do with your, uh, your parenting, could have been in your parenting or it could have been as you were growing up, what are some of the experiences in your life that have shaped the way that you've discerned your decisions today, in your parenting, uh, in your grandparenting, in your life choices, your Christian growth, and your future aspirations is the big one as well?
0: Go. I can't answer
3: that. <laughs> I can. Basically, there's too many to, to draw upon. Um but I can honestly say that when life gets tough, uh, with the kids disobeying, with you just not knowing what the heck, how to manage anything, just the balance is totally out of kilter, um, I know that when I truly, truly seek God with sitting in the stillness, reading my Bible, waiting for him to drop drop words of wisdom into my head, when I truly seek him and, and pray... Um, he turns up, he's turned up every single time, he's directed my path, he's directed my parenting path, my work path, just um everything and he has never yet he has never yet, and he won't, I know, fail me. Um and that's I just I want to encourage any any woman, any parent, any mother there to to if you've never really done that. And, I mean, I mean, it's, it sometimes takes me to be on my knees on the floor with tears pouring down my face. Just um, seek him and then ask him how he wants you to deal with the situation. And if you do it God's way, it can't be wrong. Um, yeah, it's a big one, that one.
2: It's interesting you say God's way, Leanne, because that's what I had thought. We just need to live our lives and do things God's way. And we can't do that if we don't know what the word of God mm-hmm. says because that's where you find the answers. Um, but one of the, th- one of the main things for me um, as a parent and a grandparent is to always have that unconditional love and with it comes ongoing forgiveness at times mm-hmm. um, and pray, pray,
4: pray. Yeah. All good, all good.
1: Okay, so the last question for, for this morning, which uh, which I'm hoping that you girls can lift into this one, because oh, I think this is probably uh, one of the one of the bits of gold that can come out of uh, your experience, but also your lives and uh, and your words um, uh, for for people that are coming up, for people that are going through struggles right at this moment, that, that are going through parenting struggles, that that might be going through struggles in life as women. Um, or think some some women come to a point where they think that, they're, that they've done their life but they've just retired or something like that but yet God is trying to breathe a new life into them uh, this might uh, enable um, uh, somebody that hears this to be able to, to listen to God on a different level so what if anything would be your advice to, to women that are listening um, that have just stepped into life now uh, whether they've just given their life or whether they're experiencing God in a different way, uh, in parenting, in their faith journey, in being a Christian uh, and even being a wife. Uh, what's what's something that, um, that, uh, that you can give as advice?
0: I would say um, spend time with God. Just in the asking and in the quiet, just spend time with him and and um, what is it, Matthew 28, um, seek first his righteousness and everything else will be added. Um, yeah, I just like things simple. Mm-hmm. So
3: spend time with God. I had the same duty. It was... Um you know, people complain that they don't hear from God or they don't know what God wants or God's not turning up, but really it's a fine line. Are you really seeking Him? Are mm. you really trying to listen to Him? Because um, I know I've, I have a conviction where I might say it, but it's not, not actually what I've done and yet when I've really earnestly done it, He showed up big time and directed my path. And mm. again, seek you first, the kingdom of God and all these, everything will be given to you. You mm. direct your path, you'll sort it all out. Um, you've You've just got to give him the time.
2: I think also um, because I didn't get uh, a relationship with God in the way that he wanted until I was in my 40s, I know the difference between knowing the word and living the word. Mm -hmm. Um, And all I could do would really be to encourage people when they pick up their Bibles to ask the Lord to speak to them according to your need and according to his will, and see his bible as him speaking to you and so it transfers from being head knowledge to heart knowledge that you can live up uh, live out in your life also i think um, you need to in your relationship with your children and your grandchildren even with people's friends you need to be consistent um, and not waft in and out which i did when i was i had young children but be consistent about it but Bring everything to God in prayer. I mean, you can talk to Him at any time. You don't. It's important to come aside, um, but you don't have to always wait to be in that quiet moment when you can talk to God. Um, and uh, I thought about the, the question you asked about being a wife, Adam, and again, um, I think it applies to our children as well as our spouses. That. Not only are we consistent in our attitude and relationship, but we keep short accounts. And I think it's important to keep short accounts with our kids either. So when we forgive them, it's gone. Um, and, uh, and we love them in the way that God tells us to love them. And we can find that. It's in First Corinthians 13, verses 5 to 8. Great definition of love, which could be applied to our husbands, to our children, our grandchildren. And to anybody, really, um, we've got a good God. He loves us unforgi- un- unconditionally. He forgives readily, and
4: um, and we should do the same. Um, my advice to somebody who is maybe a, a new parent would be to n- don't compare yourself to other people, mm. um, and don't listen to the shoulds that are in in your head. Don't think my child should be doing this, or I should be better at this. Um, When you're new to parenting, like everyone has sort of said to you already, you don't know what you're doing and it's okay to make mistakes and um, good enough parenting is good enough. You don't have to be perfect. Mm.
2: That's good advice, Naomi. Very good advice. Wow,
1: thank you so much. I think you've spoiled all of it. Um, we uh, have said this morning uh, I thank you for your vulnerability uh, But most of all I thank you for your hearts uh, You guys were willing to open up Not only your homes Because we're, you're actually actually in all your homes But actually your hearts, your lives And, and I think that's a powerful thing um, So I would love to be able to pray for you You four ladies um, Just for, before we end this service uh, and, and then I'm going to let you girls go Lord I just thank you uh, so much for uh, the women that are in uh, our lives, the women that um, have, have stood out um, from Bible days to to present day, Lord. Um, the, the creation that you've made uh, as women uh, is phenomenal. Um, so, Lord, I just I pray that you bless these four wonderful women of not only Penrith but this world. Uh, I, I pray that you bless their families. Uh, bless them as they, they step out into this next uh, part of their lives. Uh, their experience is gold, but I I guarantee you their future is going to be even more gold. Uh, so Lord, I just pray that you be with them dwell in their hearts and their homes and use his name. Amen. Look, one of the things that I can say uh, as a male um, and, and seeing what my wife does with, uh, with, with Uh, our kids and seeing uh, how much she puts in. One of the things that I want to say, and if you guys haven't heard this before, from all males, thank you so, so much. Uh, I grew up in in a home that my my mum absolutely loved us and then um, I've moved into a a marriage where my wife absolutely loves our kids and it is phenomenal how much um, women put in. Uh, so thank you so so much, and thank you for this morning, ladies. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this is not just going to be um, a, a moment for conversation, but this is going to inspire others to be um, seeking God, to be able to seek different ways, and know know that it's okay to get things wrong. Right. So once again, thank you all. If you want to say bye, um, we're going to end a service.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from Penrith Church of Christ. If there was anything in this message that you would like to talk further about, please go to our website on www.cofcpenrith.org. www.cofcpenrith.org.